Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are now starting a new franchise as we are starting the surprisingly franchise of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, since there is a sequel out there that no one knew about until it hit <laughs> 16 Netflix. 16 years after. Yeah. And it's straight uh, to Netflix. Straight to Netflix. So I kinda uh, che- I've cheated with like my last two picks of like their franchises in like the like weakest way possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a as you guys technically talk about how Netflix movies are not real movies and blah blah blah. And you know, we gotta do that. I'm gonna cheat and use it to my advantage when I need no, to. No, Joe, Joe, there's layers to Rick and S theory here. <laughs> there's layers. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys can go straight to you know where. Uh but yes, we're starting this. Whoa, off whoa, whoa. Of- were you about to say hell? I, I tame myself as oh, a as a, <laughs> as a good Christian man. I I I, I stop myself. Yeah, AG double hockey sticks. Underrated now, Disney a, now, movie. I was gonna say now that's a movie. So we're What's starting this. Sorry, it's I'm just literally called AG double hockey sticks. double hockey sticks. It's a movie called double. It's Dis. It's the Disney movie of Will Ferrell and Matthew Lawrence. The boy meets world uh, friendship when the yeah like a hockey Matthew player Lawrence is a hockey player sells his soul it's... to win the championship game. <laughs> There's a literal hockey player in it. Yeah, yeah, it's H E double hockey stick. <laughs> it's a base off hockey, but what this podcast is about is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'm your host Joseph Lussell, and the man that picked this franchise one, Ricky Monticelli. Um, Ang Lee. Which I didn't realize this was an Angley joint till after, like you know, the credits rolled, and then I checked what Angley's fucking like list of movies he's made is. That dude's done a bonkers variety of movies. Like, how yes. do you have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Brokeback Mountain, Your Hulk, all under your guy, like your guidance? Like, you've done a wide variety of movies, my friend. Yep. Uh and the man that we call Low, the man that we just say, "Hey, oh, you, no, he's Bo. He's not Low. Low is go to the mount. You can go to the mountaintop and just hang out for a bit until we." Uh... He has to be Bo, the bad like fucking house guy who gets his wait, wait, wait. ass kicked constantly through the was movie. It, was that the guy in the bar? No, no that's the guy, the guy that guy fights who... the Jade in the beginning that hits himself in the head with the stick. Nice. And then, um, yeah. like, basically lets that one chick's dad get killed, and then for some reason still. By implication, got a nailer. <laughs> implication, yes, that's one key swallow. Hey, everybody, um, dragging these nuts, huh? Wow, Can I bring that joke back? Bringing it back. Baby. This is why you can't be low because you're not like suave enough to be low. <laughs> low well, is suave at... AF. So yeah, it was. <laughs> this movie came out in the states uh, on January twelfth. Well. There's multiple uh, release dates for this movie. As so, example for here, it says December eighth, but but December eighth to in two thousand, that was more of a limited release of like seventy theaters. And then in July of thirteenth of two thousand, Hong Kong, July eighth, China, July seventh, Taiwan, and May eighteenth in the Cannes. Uh, so it's just a variety of release dates for this movie. As one uh, Ricky said, directed by Ang Lee, 2003's Hulk, 2005's Brokeback Mountain, which he won Best Director for, for an Oscar, uh, 2012's Life of Pi, and 2019's Gemini Man, the Will Smith movie. 
This guy, he does have quite all the over the place. I think he qualifies. I've heard a fun. I'm stealing this from a different podcast. I'm not sure where they stole it from, but like to qual to like qualify as an old timer director, you have to have like two like undeniable smash hits. And I think this guy qualifies as one an old timer. I mean, you could probably say three. I mean, I've never seen yeah. Life of Pi. It never interests me. But I mean, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, Brokeback Mountain. Well, and some of his like older action flicks, too, are pretty big deals. I yeah, think. So, I mean, this dude's made a bunch of bangers <laughs> and that Hulk movie. Yeah, he's an all timer. And the Will Smith movie. He did. <laughs> and it's like I'm looking and looking at his movie stuff. And um, he did 2009's Taking Woodstock. It's like that Dimitri Martin comedy movie it was just like this guy has a vast variety of like i'll do this movie i'll do this movie he did um sense and sensibility that was like his jumping off point it's sense and sensibility he did that before crouching tiger hidden dragon yeah 95 sense and sensibility to crouching tiger hidden dragon ang lee's pretty rad (laughs) but yeah he's done he has a vast majority of movies of like okay like I'm looking at his wiki, uh, his IMDb at the moment. It's like, all right, Sense and Sensibility, big movie. Then two weird random movies, Crouching Tiger. Two weird random movies, Hulk. A random short movie, Brokeback Mountain. Uh, two random movies, Life of Pi. And then two weird like movies, really Gemini likes Man. Directing, so like mm-hmm. he just kind of like does what he wants to do. Yep. Uh, I mean, it can't be denied. The dude makes a banger. So. Yeah, um, Gemini Man. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's, it's I watched the that. Holy shit! I watched that movie. Yeah, it's Will Smith uh, fighting younger Will Smith because it means Oof. Will Smith. I think it was. I, I, I think we keep his name out. I, it was our, our mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie stars uh, Chow Young Fat, Michelle Yao, Michelle Yao, uh, Zhang Zi. Uh, those are the three big names that most people know. Um, you have a uh, Chang Chin is low, and then you have a uh, Chang Ching Pei Pei is Jade Fox. Joe, I have I, to uh, commend you. You nailed those names. You know that's all I'm going to stick with. So uh, you know that's all I got going for <laughs> Granted, me. Granted, I think their actual names are easier than their names in the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, like Chow Young Fat is Master Lei Mu Bei, and then Michelle is Yu Shun Lian, and then uh, Zhang Zi is. This just Jen. Okay, I thought we were getting a weird like, um, translation. I can't believe her name is just Jen. Just is that Jen. like a common Chinese name? That seems so weird. Jen, just Jen, Jen. just Jen. It's and just then you know, it's Jenny from the block. Jen, yeah, than... Jen. <laughs> Jen goes down to like Jamba Juice. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm looking at yeah they're... that uh Orange Crush or whatever the fuck new. Workout fat is. It's, Ooh, it's, orange, a, it's a red. It's a slushy and a Red Bull. That's the new fad. Slushy and a Red Bull. Is yeah, I fad? saw that. Who's made like? There's someone mainstreamed that right uh, recently. Not is it Dairy Queen? Someone Wait, they like mix, so, they mix, they're mixed. Yeah, there's like a, a mor- is there's like a morning like drink now. Yeah, that just sounds like Taco a... Bell. That sounds like something Taco Bell would do. I don't know. Like some, that's some like construction. That's some like like job site shit. <laughs> I, I was saying, sure. I don't know. Pretty sure I had that in like 2011. <laughs> yeah, I just know that Taco Bell by me is being remodeled, so hopefully it's like the I don't want to talk to people one. 
they've slowly mm-hmm. but surely been uh, updating all the Taco Bells in our area. It's very weird. I don't. I miss the old brown, yellow, and red Taco Bell logo. Yeah. I'm not a big purple fan of the Taco Bell. Ordering it purple and white, and uh, the uh, bank suction tube that sends us our uh, food now. Oh no! Yeah, that's, we're going away. It's going pretty, away from uh, the. That's some like late capitalist, pretty grim, dark shit. Yeah, but that's where we're going to. That's where we're going to. Because you know, people, we don't want to talk to people anymore. So, well, no, not talk to, pay. Yeah, as I mean, as someone who literally just ordered delivery and still has it on the leave it on my doorstep method. Yeah, that's kind of right. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love that's still a human though. Leave it on the doorstep (laughs) and don't knock. That's all I want. You know, you send Um, me a text, and that is the minimum amount of interaction we're gonna have we are so off track today i know but okay i i got one more little riff thing from that topic do you guys try to do that when you get delivery and and and, then, and they do the drop off where you time it so you are able to open the door and say hey thank you no nope. i tried i try to or at least okay. if i open the door and they're still there i definitely give a hey thanks yeah. i still do the uh i still the i let the uh, producer open the door and i lay on the floor for no reason to hide i forget i forget you... that you're afraid you're gonna get assassinated by a delivery yeah. person i'm gonna get assassinated <laughs> I mean, there's I always hide. no, that, that's reasonable. Yeah. And by the way, the Sonic <laughs> slushy is, uh, it's Sonic that does the oh, Red Bull slushy. Of course, it's fucking Sonic with all their weird concoctions. So for this movie, um, I, f- I know this is my first time watching it. I, I want to say, Keith, you've seen it, but I'm just throwing a Hail Mary there that you've seen it already. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I watched this, uh, Immediately when it came out to rent, because I remember I rented it, watched it with my parents. I think I watched it on VHS still back then. And back then I had trouble following the story a little bit. I remember when I was a kid watching it and was blown away by like the fights and special effects and martial arts when I was whatever, however old I was in 2000 or probably 2000, maybe late 2000, like whenever it came out to rent. But um, kind of like when I watched it now, I like I didn't. It's a pretty like just like basic like hero origin story, which is cool. So I didn't pay a ton of attention to this, like the plot of it. But I was I watched it basically like a thirteen year old, where I was just blown away at the fights and the cool visual effects, and that was enough for me. Just like the vibes were good, so it was fun. That is a hundred percent my take. I wouldn't call it a hero story though. It comes, <laughs> I mean. I think it's more of a tragedy. Like it's not a full like Greek tragedy where everyone yeah. fucking dies, but like both love stories just end like someone heartbroken. But yeah, the mm. story was pretty like basic love story turned tragedy, like Romeo and Juliet type bullshit. But dude, like the superhero powers and like the way they kind of were just like they world build where it's just like this is it and they didn't take really any time to like be like, "Oh, this is I, what was it? Wusen? Wuhan? Yeah, Wuhan. Yeah. That's how you yeah. yeah, where it's just like they don't really just like tell us how they or why they have these sweet powers. They're just like, we have these sweet powers. And Chow Yum Fat's like super badass at these powers. I'm like, hell yeah, these powers are dope. Um I Was there a video your- game? No, no. <laughs> this is just the breaking, like I it, this and like the Matrix of those movies that they um people start, you know, they started to 
not mock, but just imitate the fighting styles or the graphics. And um... no, there was a video game. Was there? Yep. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Ubisoft Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon on original Xbox. The hell do you do? I don't know. I'm as, as we progress through podcast, I'll I'll, I'll research. <laughs> Is it like Dynasty Warriors where you just fight thousands of people and you don't have to play the whole game? And oh my god, there's footage. Okay, hold on. Hang on, hang on. What are we? What are we doing? <laughs> this is here, this is this is big news. Yeah, the breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a okay, and there was comic oh, books too. What? Uh, third person beat 'em up video game with yep. platforming. Yep, looks and good. You can... And you can play as the three main characters from the movie. Always like count on, always count on a video game tie-in. Always yep. count. Let me see if I. Uh, it was on Game Boy Advance. It was on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it received mixed reviews. While the PlayStation Two uh, version received unfavorable reviews. Two thousand three. Are you on the Wikipedia? Uh, That's what I'm looking yes, at. Yes, I am. I'm on right now. Listeners um, are just hearing us like go over the internet right now. That's pretty. Well, come on, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> you no, know, I'm excited. This is good. <laughs> uh, the it was a Game Boy Advance got a sixty out of a hundred on the uh, scores. Xbox got a fifty-two out of a hundred, but while PS2 got a forty-eight. This is want... a game. I feel like I would have played this because this like two thousand three. Oh no, I didn't have like. Right now, I'm kind of I'm I'm a pretty big video game nut right now. Like I'll just buy yeah. dumb shit right now. And back then, mm-hmm. like I had, to, I had to be a little more choosy because I was a child. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have any money to just go buy video games. Yeah. Uh, by the way, like... this came out VHS and DVD on on June fifth. So, okay. so you saw in the summer. Um, yeah, it for... was. Yeah, my parents were real slow. I, we were real slow to go DVD. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, this was another one of those um, watched at my dad's over the summer because he had all the movie channels and it was just like, yeah. oh, I'll watch that. Yeah, uh, I'll just get it out of the way. I was enjoying the movie a lot until we have that 15 to 20 minute uh, review of Zhang Zi's, uh character of how she got where she's at now. Like for me, that threw me off. But typically, I, I'd agree with you. For some reason, it didn't bother me in this one. I typically agree with you, though, that yeah. that style of filmmaking, because like Glass Onion, they did that mm-hmm. and it bugged the fucking shit out of me and like knocked almost like a whole like half star off that movie for me. Mm-hmm. It didn't kill me as much in this one, mainly because I think Lowe was just so dreamy that I was kind of like into it. Yeah. But I mean, it's still like. I I can see where that would put you off though, because that style of filmmaking is kind of like super annoying. Of just like, hey, I know we're at this point of the movie, but let's jump back to a di- totally different part of the yeah. movie. Let's go back story now. Let's go back to three sequence? months. Yeah. yeah, like that killed me. That killed it for me in that way of like, we get a flashback and it's like legitimately like 15, 20 minutes, and then it's just like we know where we're at in the real time. Why are we doing? The- why are we filling gap right now for no reason in that point? But yeah, I, I agree that that style of filmmaking can be really annoying. Like it could have yeah. like I prefer editing that's more like sequential than like random jump arounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the way I took that scene, I I thought it was 
pretty rad getting like a change of setting to me it was like we were talking about video games a little minute like just a second ago and it was like getting a new level it's like oh we're we're doing we're gonna do desert level for a little bit yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't I didn't mind the scene like I actually like the yeah. scenes but I can understand the not liking like the jumping around in the yeah. story I, I think I, I think, also typically hate that style of filmmaking I it's I, from so I'll just say that I think for me it maybe it was where the, it was in the movie because the movie is a two-hour movie and I feel like I to me there's some, some point for me in my viewing was Okay, this is going super slow at points, and then it paid you know the pace and all. For me, the it was one of those times of like when you watch an hour and a half long movie, but it felt like four hours. That was my thing, and then like for some reason, that one scene is just like it's an hour ten into the movie, and then we jump back to a past time. I'm like, oh my god, where are we going with this movie? Some of the plot stuff with um. Oh my god, hold on. Let me make sure I have that with the master and um Yushu. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's like okay, we get it. They love each other but aren't going for it. How many fucking different ways do you have to show that to me? Right. So uh some of the moments I felt like that. Sorry, well, we're still on that kick. It was the, the, a lot of the scenes when they were like there wasn't a ton of exposition in this movie, which I really appreciated. Like they treated us like adults. Which was nice. It was like, yeah, it's, it was like this is an adult ass movie, kind of. <laughs> so like either like, you're gonna pick up on it or you're not, and like, there's also ways for you to enjoy it if you're not picking up the exposition and, because there's still the sweet action. And that's yeah. a little bit how I enjoyed it. But some of the scenes where I got a little like, oh, okay, there's just a whole lot of yapping. It was like when they kept on when the family or the I'm not even sure what was going on. It was like the the tea party scenes when they were like just like sitting at the tables forever talking to yeah. each other about yeah. The one, the cool moment was when she like gave the wink that like I like I fucking know who you are when she drops when she drops the teacup yeah. and then like, yeah. Well, see, now that scene was awesome because she was trying to fish her out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like the constant like sit down scenes between the master and I'm just gonna call her Michelle Yao because that's what I yeah. think of her in my brain. Yeah, yeah she's there Michelle, were so yeah. many scenes of them like going be like, oh, they're gonna say I love you. Oh, are they gonna do it? <laughs> and I get a point to a point because it was supposed to be that climactic scene at the end where he finally says, with my last breath, I love you. And then she's making out with a dead guy. Well, it's it just it was a little over the top. Like, I didn't need to be. It was one of those kind of like flashing red lights where it's like, I don't like I got it the first time. I'm not quite sure why you're treating me so like adulty with the fighting and the mystical powers. I feel mm-hmm. like you have to hit me in the face with a two by four to teach me the love story. <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh let's get into it. So uh Rick, when you uh are ready, give us the plot to crouch. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, I just lost my page. Hold on. Okay. Master. Lee Mubai has returned from the fights and he is ready to call it a career. He is going to give up his mystical sword and take it easy. Maybe settle down with Yushu Lin. We don't really know. They don't really get to it. But that's kind of the phase we're going for. And everything seems to be settling down until the Yu family shows up at Sir Tay's. I guess compound. I guess he's like the governor of the city. It, they kept calling it compound. So yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so he was given the sword as just kind of like, hey, this sword's cool. We got that. We- okay, one more random scene they put in there that I didn't really need was Sir Tay talking to Governor Yu of like, dude, look at this badass sword I got. You could use this to get like fucking governmental power. Why was that in the movie? That didn't do anything the rest of the time. But I digress. But the Yu family is there. And suddenly a random ninja-esque person has stolen the blade. Kicking the shit out of Bo. Bo, you suck, by the way. The blade's gone and no one knows what to do. Master Limu Bai shows up. Yu thinks it's about trying to get the sword back, but it's not. He's there for her, but they can't talk about it because they're not adults for some reason. Then we establish a connection between Yu Shu Lin and Gen Yu. They become sisters. Gen Yu just wants a life outside of the rigmarole of being a politician's daughter and getting married off for power. So she runs away with the sword, trying to find her former lover, Lo. And then Jade Fox comes into the whole thing. She killed Master Lumu Bai's master. So he's trying to kill her. She's just trying to get power. She's kind of corrupted Gen Yu. There's a lot of plot to this movie. In the end, though, people die. There's sweet action scenes. Gen Yu kicks a lot of people's ass. Ends up getting a lot of people killed, including, you know, her master, her potential master, and then herself. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So I didn't really and, realize how much there would be, like, what's needed to describe this movie until I tried to start describing this movie. So do you, do any of y'all have any headcanon that she, like, makes it because of the myth? Because there's clearly this like clearly magic is real in this world. Like right, but in the myth, the other person like might not have felt anything, but they also disappeared. So they still die. It's the same as dying. Yeah. Yeah, but she like goes to the magic plane. She goes to the 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 inference is that like she goes to heaven or they went to heaven. I don't know what she did. They go to heaven. Their take on heaven, like the the plane of the enlightenment or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, should does she deserve it after everything she did? Like, <laughs> why why is she she get to go so. to heaven? She literally just destroyed a lot of lives. Yeah. Um. So some of the cool stuff is finding out that almost all the actors performed their own stunts. Um. CGI was used to to remove the wire uh, holding them up while they're running up the walls and all that good. Uh, like all the fighting stuff and uh. It wasn't lost on anyone that this looked better than like some Marvel movies we watch nowadays, right? Like this actually looked really good. Well, the thing that struck me while we're on it is that they had the balls to like have fight scenes where the camera was back and it was wide shots. Yeah. In all modern movies, I'm not gonna do my Keith Marvel thing, but like just a modern action movie problem is like they like to do close up, like fucking video game style action fights. Well, and some of that the... shows that you have to try and hide the fact that the actors aren't in there. Yeah, that that is it. Well, as um, like Michelle Yao, she used to be a um, like a stunt woman. She used to like that's what she was more known for back in the day um, that she would do her own martial arts uh, star. She would do uh, work with like Jackie Chan. So she was more she was known for back in the day of like being a martial artist. Um. 
There was also, like I a... know like she's been in Hollywood for a long time, and people in Hollywood don't age because they get to spend a lot of money on not looking old. But goddamn, seeing her in this and having just watched everything everywhere all at once this mm-hmm. week because I was watching this and I wanted to, I was like, oh Michelle, yeah, well, I'll watch the new movie too. God damn, that woman's beautiful. Holy shit. Yeah, she is it, it, she aged she aged well. <laughs> is it I was gonna like I was asking the producer while watching this, I'm like, does she look better now? Well, I think some of it was because you know she mean? was like the yeah. way she was makeup up in this movie was to make her seem kind of like rough around the edges because she's like she's a security consultant, essentially. Yeah. She runs a security business. That was cool. Gonna... I appreciated the like the little I, I talked about this being an adult ass movie, like I was doing a little bit of research, and I guess this is like the fourth novel in a book series that this is, is based off of. Yeah. So like they don't they don't pretend to like they don't like make a big deal about it. They're just like this is the story we're telling. Like they clearly have adventures before this, and there's clearly adventures after this. Yeah. So, like, uh, but it's like crazy. So the things about this movie is that so like Michelle Yao deliberately did not work for a year before filming because she could concentrate on tr- training and learning mandarin uh the four that's character- insane she didn't know mandarin before doing this movie the four main characters spoke mandarin but with different accents so uh chow young fat did cantonese michelle did uh malaysian and english while zhang zi had a beijing a beijing accent and then uh chang chen who did low had the taiwanese accent because of the difficulty in some Chinese speaking markets had with the voice, some markets actually had to dub versions into standard Mandarin off of the soundtrack. Speaking That's of that, sense. you guys want to know how big of a psychopath I am? Go sure, on. Go for it. Watch the dub. You want you fucking insane person. <laughs> I couldn't find it. So but I, like I to, watched I like to chew on ice and like uh just like like bite bite into ice cream bars. Not blink. You get a tootsie <laughs> pop and you just bite it right away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, but yeah. no. Okay, but I gotta throw it. Sorry to derail again, but um, the the dub version. My little review of the dubness of it, it was all right. <laughs> the, the dub the dub actors were fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I I read I I read the entire two hours. Um, that's insane. We- yeah, right. Uh, Michelle, I mean, yeah. As someone also... who watches anime constantly and only watches um subbed, it was pretty easy watch for me. <laughs> uh, Michelle tore her ACL during shooting of an early fighting Fuck. sequence <laughs> and had to be flown to the uh, United States <laughs> for knee surgery. She then returned on set different times to film non-action scenes until her knee recovered. Wait, where did they I... shoot this movie? Uh, they shot this movie in where are you Wikipedia? There we are. We filmed it in all over, um, <laughs> all over. But we filmed where are we? Um, Hong Kong. Film was made in Beijing. Like, there's no fucking like good knee doctors in fucking like Beijing or Hong Kong. That's funny. Nope. And other and other locations, uh, provinces in China. So the, um, I, I'm I'm excited when we get to the budget part of this movie but i'll bet it's a fraction of a lot of modern action movies that don't go to places to shoot <laughs> dude it also it looks so good like i know like there's even scenes i could tell where like they were on a stage yeah and like i still thought those looked way better than what we got now like it kind of made 
watching these type of movies is making me hate the giant screen even more because I'm like, you can shoot with just fucking stages and still have them look better than some of the shit you've done with the giant like fucking fake background. Well, even with the with the fake big fake background, like you can tell, like still like <laughs> so like the fight scenes were awesome, like and uh, them running up the walls and doing stuff. There were it just some like, stuff it, like there were some scenes like it is a two thousand one movie, so like them uh, Zhang Zi and uh, Chow Young Fat fighting in the trees. And you can just see like the trees in the background, like okay, that's pretty bad, like CGI because it's like I they, they were that. like they were literally up in trees, weren't they? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but yeah. but like the further away shots of the yeah. trees with them, well, like, yeah, when they were like showing them like jumping into them, yeah, those were those were bad yeah. CG. But I would yeah. still argue it's not that much worse than some of the stuff we see nowadays in some movies. Yeah, like unfortunately, it's... like CG. I don't know if people have just gotten cheap with it or like what, but like. Watching, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't look great, but I've also seen just as bad in current day films, so I can't yeah. complain too much. Yeah, well, um, I'm I'm not as well researched into because since a lot of franchises that we watch are like action movies with CG in them, I wish I was more educated. But like, I think like digital artists now are like treated pretty poorly, and they expect a lot and pay a little. Yeah. Like that's like, like that's the one of the famous the one of the bigger stories out right now with like Marvel like. Their their CGI crew, they're like, we're give you uh fourteen bucks an hour to give us the you know Thanos esque CGI. Yeah, to make chin, like Thanos's chin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... Uh, Ang Lee... insane when you think about the fact that it's a billion plus dollar franchise and you can't pay people a livable. Well, wage. it all go it all yeah. goes to the six people at the in the boardroom. That's right. Uh, Ang Lee helped personally edit the subtitles to ensure that it was satisfactory for Western audiences. I wouldn't know uh, that. I watched the dub. Yeah, Keith <laughs> wouldn't know. He's a psychopath. Yeah. I I do. I did uh, re- listen to the end of uh, the last week's episode, and uh, Keith d- did say I did say I was going to find the dub version too, but I really just. <laughs> <laughs> didn't try i was like uh, i know where it's at and i'm just gonna listen to let's put on the sub i got a half hour dude i'm like man this is kind of rough <laughs> yep uh chow young fat talked about how on the first day of shooting he had to do 28 takes just because of language oh, the language damn. barrier of the um and then he says like how that has never happened before in his life so uh that's the fun little Stuff about them making this movie as authentic as possible for being in the, I think, what was it 19th century? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, 19th century. Yeah. If they're in Japan, you would say it's like the feudal era. I don't know what that era is called within China, mm-hmm. but yeah. Oh, I mean, it's sort of like timeless. Like, I, I, I don't even like mind the history. Like, I'm I, like, I, I never tried to connect a date to it just because of like, oh, there's clearly magic. They fly. So I'm like, oh, I mean, okay, that whatever. is true. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, God, it also, uh, I just, Chow Young Fat, fucking, that man's gorgeous, by the way. Like, goddamn. Yes. To have, like, that stylistic of the time haircut, which is just so funny. Like, I mean, obviously, there's hilarious haircuts throughout eras. I mean, go to the 70s and you'll see, like, the, what is it, the Seagulls haircut or whatever, where people just have, mm-hmm. like, big ass hair. Oh yeah, but like, half yeah, head and then into a braid was just like weird ass sideburns. They had the they did a computer <laughs> mock up. They did a computer mock up of what Chow Young Fat would look like with a bald head, bald uh, before the actor agreed to shave his hair off. That's so funny. 
Um, and then you get to see Lowe, and he just has like this glorious locks of being in like the West. Dude, Lowe like, was a fucking area. rock star, dude. Dude, you badass. It's like, I'm neither dark nor a cloud, but I am awesome. By the way, th- there's not enough second base scenes in movies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there was a second base scene. By the way, in Chinese, Lowe's name is Little Tiger, while Jen's name is Gorgeous Dragon. Also, did anyone notice that he was still bleeding on her while they were getting to second base? <laughs> like she so literally cool. stabbed that man, and they just started going at it. Like, no, we're gonna do some, her. we're gonna do some under the pants, over the underwear stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a crate. I'm looking at Chow Young Fat's wiki right now because uh, I saw this in the lore, and this is Chow Young Fat's first martial arts film. Is it really? I mean, yeah. he's only, he's a gun guy, so that kind of actually makes sense. He's like because the I'm action like, I'm gun like, guy. He's been acting for a while, and his first movie did came out in 1976. But yeah, this is his first like martial arts film. And it's weird to look at to watch this movie and think this is a young Chow Young Fat in my brain because like when he got big in the states, which I guess was just a little killers. yeah, but like anything like Bulletproof Monk and shit like that. Like, yeah. it wasn't that much longer after this, but, like, he just oh, seemed three. older then. Yeah, where He's a handsome it? goddamn man, though. Everyone in this movie was fucking just gorgeous. Oh, and speaking I mean, of, like, the aesthetics of this movie, like, I think it, it had to have been on purpose, but, like, the the camera filters they were using or something it made it look... It made this movie looked old, older than it was, which I think made it look, like, kind of timeless, I think. But, like, the movie still looks good now because they, like made it look like it was from the it, it made it look like a classic kung fu movie i think it's lo- like with like the the colors and the like the yeah i got i read i got the 4k rental version of it and it upscaled really well like it looked gorgeous in 4k i'll bet um what is it uh according to somebody this is one uh, yeah uh Someone wrote, uh, Steven Schneider said that this film is included in the list of 1,001 movies that you must see before you die. I mean, this was like, I, I, I was I was texting y'all like mad TV sketches about this movie because this mm-hmm. movie was a big deal when it came out. Like, this was, was a huge deal when yeah. it came out. Well, I mean, you think about it, it broke the American audience as a foreign film, which just like, especially at the time, didn't happen. Yeah. And it like, started the conversation of like, when this was like when it was Oscar season of like, why is this only being considered as a foreign film when like it was big here? Like, why isn't this just up for best movie of the year? Yeah, I know I, I do budget uh, the gross and stuff now, but since we're on that little topic, yeah. I I won't give you the full amount, but I'll just say this in 2001, this became the first foreign film to earn over a hundred million in the United That's States. Funny. Have y'all looked at the, or is it part of your lore stuff later? The Oscar movies that year? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I got go that for you. We got <laughs> it's it. Good. Bit. Um, it's good stuff. I looked into it. Yeah. Now, I was wondering, uh, is this one of the first movies we've done that's like kind of like a bigger like award yes. movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate's on the list. Yeah, Chocolate. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. It, it's Chocolate. It's Chocolate. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to take a guess who uh, originally was supposed to play the um, Chow Young Fat role? Oh my God! There's someone else, Jackie Chan. Benedict that's the only. That's the only person I could think is plug and play for Chow Young Fat. <laughs> Who do you got, Keith? 
Cumberbatch. No, yeah, Cumberbatch, or um, I was watching, this movie inspired me to look up trailers from kind of around that area. Yeah. And oh, it was oh, it was because Sammy wanted me to watch this new trailer movie coming out, and I was like, well, this is just The Negotiator, so I watched The Negotiator trailer, so I'm going to say Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to change Jackson. my name, change my pick to Tom Cruise, because for some reason we think Tom Cruise can play Asian. Yo, The Last Samurai. Last though. Samurai. I mean, Come on. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's lipstick. Slapped. Like, that's, that's really good. Whoosh. Yeah, all of it. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, Jet Li was originally okay. going to play. He was him, in my. He was in my brain. But he. The American it, audience definitely just plugs and plays Chow Young Fat mm-hmm. Jet Li and Jackie Chan. But he turned it down because he wanted to be part of Romeo Must Die. I mean, people yeah, say smart. the movie slaps. <laughs> what was it? Did, did you guys ever have a Jackie Chan phase when you were kids? Of course. Who didn't? Uh, Rumble in the Bronx. My yeah, dude. that one was good. I, I can't. What was there? Was I, I can't remember the famous ones. It was. Like, like drunken master. Uh, yeah, that, that, one, that like movie was Bangkok too advanced for me. Yeah, what's that? He had like a oh, Bangkok one, didn't he? Well, Nick Cage had Bangkok Dangerous. I mean, not uh, that goddamn one. Oh, that's uh, according to uh, everybody here at when we did the queue. Uh, that's uh, the producer's favorite Nick Cage movie of all time because she wasn't here to record, and we just said that you know that was her favorite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh but no, God, Jack- I forgot about Shanghai Noon. I love Shanghai Noon. Unamas. <laughs> Shanghai, uh, what else? There's the no, cause I remember those because just like, I, I think I like slipped into kid mode or something when I watched this movie because I was like, I don't care about this plot at all. <laughs> I, I just want to I mean, see you kind of like, you didn't have to. You could have just bought yeah. into the fucking like mystic power awesomeness of it. Well, and as I was thinking that, I was calling myself stupid because I fancy myself. Oh, the protector. Smart, that's I, a big one. Yeah, that one's good. But I was watching. These, I was watching. Like, I? <laughs> I was watching like YouTube analyses of uh, Crouching Tiger and the old like the classic kung fu fighting sequences aren't meant to like they're not meant to just be fight scenes. They're meant to like carry the story. And yeah. Not, so like this the the fights are the story. So like the way the emotions that they get through in the fights is what's like that's the important bit. Like that's what's going on is. It's not about defeating the person in the fight. It's about communicating who's cool, who's betrayed, who feels sad, who feels happy. Like, well, like it was really cool in the tree fight scene where, like, when Lim Bai was just like, dude, I have no problem standing on this tree. And she's just there with like doing the stanky leg on it. Like, can't keep herself, keep herself up. I'm like, fuck, this is good. They did so much storytelling just like in that two seconds right there. Like, it's great. Um, I'll just say this now, just because it's in the lore. The next director of the <laughs> oh, sequel no, for oh, no. <laughs> Wu Ping Yuang, he is the uh, film's action choreographer for this movie, and he was also the fight uh, the responsible for fighting sequences in the Matrix. That makes sense. Watching this, I was like, it was just it reminded me of the Matrix. And mm-hmm. I felt I felt bad in my head being like, oh, the Matrix is better. <laughs> but like, they're different. They're yeah. different. You can't compare them or whatever. But in my head, I was like, nah, fights in the Matrix are better. <laughs> uh, but like, the fights were awesome. Like that bar fight scene where she was just whooping everyone's ass was so good. It was funny. Like that was it was, it was cool. Day. It was funny to see like so much comedy happen with no words. Really? <laughs> I did love the end of it where she's like, why? That one dude's just like, why? 
Why did she keep calling me some dude's brother? Like I don't, I don't even know the guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, like that was like I all the fight scenes were awesome, and it was just like, you know, I was like seeing Chow Young Fat, and he, he's just like, be the like, you know, OP fighter because he's just like you're like I can just destroy you if I wanted to, but I'm toying like he with never you. Never even like breaks a sweat. I don't, yeah. I mean, By the way, that should be a that should be a category we pick as main again. We should do main. That's fine. <laughs> that works main. for me. That's our. It's four. almost akin to an anime out there called One Punch Man, where like there's this dude who's just like super overpowered and can beat anyone, and just kind of like goes through life trying to find a fight to like challenge him. Mm-hmm. Like, Bai was just like, dude, you guys all suck. Why don't even fucking come at me? <laughs> I don't even need my badass sword. You can come at me with my badass sword. I'm still gonna whoop your ass. Get the storytelling with the fight. I like the part where uh, what's what's her name? The the main character girl gets beat with a broken sword to her neck. And oh like, yeah, yeah. Like that. That's a lot. Of, like, like that was the Michelle Yao genuine yeah. fight. And like she's yeah. like, okay, give up. And then fucking Jen's just like, no, bitch, and cuts her in the arm. Yeah. So like yeah to me clear gen move. That's <laughs> <yes>, classic gen. <laughs> Not like watching this movie like a dumbass, like I kind of did, where I like I didn't I mean, yeah, do you a... watched it dub, of course you didn't get any story. I didn't do a great job of like keeping track of the names or like <laughs> what was happening. Yeah. But I was the... like I was able to track pretty well what was going on just through the fights essentially. <laughs> so like there was like so like I missed one of those things so was um their producer got a phone call so she was on the on the phone while some of the movie was going on and so like the calligraphy that zhang z does in the movie about how the books she has of how to become like the ultimate fighter and how the her uh darth vader you know her mentor the uh, mm-hmm. jade fox she was teaching her how to do that but then jade fox can't read so she only learned half or you know 25 percent from the pictures right oh is that you know what i never picked up on that i understood that like she couldn't like she couldn't decipher the things but i never realized it was because she couldn't read yeah that's like that's the that's what they came out with like hey you can't read and that's why uh jade fox tried to kill her at the end because of the fact that she betrayed her because she never jade fox never got her op statuses because she couldn't read and only learned from the photos Damn, those needles though that was so gruesome yeah. <laughs> so then it's also a destroy the rich type thing because like not being able to read is like pretty like typical of the time for any non like rich people yeah whereas like only rich people had time to fucking study calligraphy like, i mean who has fucking time to write all those fucking like things out and words and stuff fuck well they yeah, got time for that zang, i spend most zang, of my time learning how to fly Zhang Zi, uh, she studied calligraphy for several months along with other trainings for the movie. For one fucking scene, that's so fucking intense. Like I like, like so, like I didn't catch on. Like I had to look it up on Wiki. Like the fact that Michelle Yao and Chow Young Fat are like private investigators. You know, it's like it's like you had to pick it up, or you don't don't really understand it until you're halfway through the movie or so. But because like in you know. American movies, they have a, a front door scene of private investigators. <laughs> yeah. come, you know what I mean? Like the, it's that throat in your face, but they're they'll have, that, a, they'll have a TV news ticker, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's them being the private investigators, and it's just like cool seeing how 
Michelle Yao would be like, I'm going to do it my way, and this is how we're going to do it. Like, okay, the blade's stolen. Hey, Zhang, Jen, the Jen character, you have a nice hand, you know, your form on holding that pen is like holding a sword. You know, she's picking all that up and what you talked about earlier, Keith, about how she drops the teacup and her, to, like, it's all on the reflexes and she picks it up, you know, it's like, I gotcha there, you know, like, hmm. But it's just like, that's cool. Yeah, I don't think, though, Mumbai was a part of the, like her security firm. He was like, he's like a warrior, like a monkin warrior. Yeah. And he was just like, he knew like her dad or something. And no, 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 that's right. He was warriors with his brother his that brother she was, in, was engaged in love to with her. Yeah. And then they're, they're, died. And then yeah. over their grief, they came together. Yes. But it was an unrequited love because like, it'd be she weird was, to bang your brother after he died. No, she wanted to. It's just with the culture. Then it, she was. Um, it's an unrequited love. You can't do it. It's not okay. Exactly. So, but you know, how many times will they say, "Hey, are we going to do this or not?" How many? And I was, was like, the, "So are we going to? Are we going to fuck?" We had. We had like. Fuck? We had like. We had like six uh, fight scenes, and then like six scenes of, "Hey, so uh, I like <laughs> you, we, and you like me." You know, we go fuck. We go. We're gonna split it twelve times in twelve scenes. Whereas fucking like Jen's just out there, just fucking in the desert, like whatever, fucking doing, finger yeah, bang, doing, finger blast me in the sand. I don't care. <laughs> just doing lots of under the pant, like under the shirt. Second base, baby. <laughs> I did appreciate that Jen took the time to get her full bone on before she jumped off the mountain, though. That was pretty rad. She's I like, hold on, before I kill myself. I got a bone. It was nice to so, see a, a like a kind of a horny movie a little bit too. Like I was going to say, Keith, all... where would this fall on your? Oh, it's uh, horny honestly, level. Uh, what I, I can't do. I was going to come up with a star rating, but in, instead of blazing, it'd be Ron Jeremy's. But I can't do Ron Jeremy. No, how many? This. How many nookies will it take? Yeah, Ooh, nookies. There we one. go. How many nookies? It's out of shit. This is a four out of five nookie. It was but, like yeah. there was some pretty steamy scenes. Yeah, dude. I mean, they were just fucking naked in a hot tub together. A hot tub he made. I mean, come on, let's be honest. This dude fucking makes a hot tub for dude, him. Come it's on, so suave. And then he did that, did that badass dance walking away. <laughs> dude, while singing all suavely, yeah. God damn, Lo was hot. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> so, no, but like, like uh, and the, the quick point I was gonna make is that movies are so like unsexy in the past ten years or so. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's they have taken like I think it's because like they've lost like what sexy means. They think sex is just like tits and ass instead of like being super like badass tension, suave like, like, like low. Yeah. <laughs> they've kind of almost gone porny with like sex in like a lot of mainstream movies instead of like actual like dude, be suave. Suave is hot. Well it's like there's the I watched recently the the Cronenberg movie, The Crimes of the Future. And it was like one of the oh yeah, one of the first movies with like nudity that it came out in like the twenty twenties that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it was interesting. That's the also I I highly recommend that for all y'all all y'all that's not there. It's a good, pretty wild, wild and weird movie. I'm gonna pass on that one, my dude. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm in on all movies in twenty twenty three. I'm going fucking eclectic. I'm gonna watch oh, the full a... Oscar lineup. I'm just going. I'm all in. 
I got to do a quick brag here. I'm up to seven now. I've watched Elvis last night. Oh, you actually, after all that talk of us bullshitting yeah. about not wanting to watch Elvis, you're like, fucking and, fine, I'll do it. And oh, okay, my verdict on Elvis, it was Stewie Cox straight up ruined biopics. Oh, I cannot, I cannot watch biopics anymore. Like this movie, yeah. it looks, looks great. The music rules like the music rocks in this I mean, Elvis. how the fuck would you fuck that up i know but it's like Baz lerman so he like over stylizes it so it's, oh, it makes okay. it really cool it's like the music's great like the acting's pretty cool i'm gonna shit a brick if this motherfucker wins an oscar he's not winning it's gonna go <laughs> to brendan fraser tom hanks is up for a razzie for his performance in it <laughs> he was great <laughs> he like he overacted i i i, I like that about it and then Austin uh, Butler left the movie with the Elvis voice. So it's like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it was fine. It was technically good. I think my brain's just broken with biopics. We, you gotta also, the... they've overdone it with, like, especially the musical biopics. Like what yeah. we've done. Um... Across the universe was the Beatles. Well, no, that like that one's a musical, though. I'm that okay with music. that one. Yeah. <laughs> but like there was the Elton John biopic. He's not even dead yet. There's the... the um, the what was guy. the one with the? There was Queen, Elton Queen, John, the Queen one, that one, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury. Um, that's like, there's, they, they, like they literally do the scene where like he like wrecks a bunch of shit because he's angry. Remember in Dewey Cox when he rips sinks off? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You need to watch the Weird Al one because it's yeah. just it's just Dewey Cox all over again, but in a good, funny uh, way. Dewey Cox was such a great take on those. Cause I liked walk the line yeah. too. Oh yeah. Walk the line's great. Yeah, there is. yeah. But fucking walk hard. is just so fucking funny. It ruined all it. the temptations. Whitney Houston. Uh, that's the latest one I wanted to make. Uh, Whitney Houston's the latest one. Yeah. I hope that walk hard. It looks so bad. On the lines, Rocky road. Um, <laughs> I just want to say I just watched the that thing you do just recently. I just want to throw that one out. It's a good movie. I also have a weird. Uh, you, like, you watched that recently? Yeah, I did. That's fun. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's a great movie, dude. Who's the? It's not some big shot director. Yeah, Tom Rob Hanks Reiner or something. Tom Hanks no, directed Tom. it. Yeah. It was like his first directing movie. Tom Hanks directed that thing you no do. Shit, I didn't know yeah. that. And huh. like when he he the came up with the, um. Where is it? Director Tom Hanks. He did. Uh, okay, he directed that. Uh, a League of Their Own. Oh, that's huh. no, no, no. That's Rob Reiner. Acted in Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks acted. No, no, no. In hang on, hang on. He told me I couldn't cry at baseball. No, it's a TV show that he directed. Oh yeah, there's a Prime. No, 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 no. This came out in 1993. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. No, no. His first movie he directed was that thing you do. He directed an episode from Tells from the Crypt. And then, but like his first movie is That Thing You Do. But yeah, I just watched it like the other day. You have so, a weird uh, history with Walk Hard because the first time I watched that movie was after my house got broken into in college and I just got like <laughs> my brand new TV and my laptop stolen. Oh, that's rough. Uh, but yeah, it's on the, it's on the, uh, the Max, Keith. So you should give it a go. Okay. This is what uh, happens but, when we get movies that are too good, and there's not like I know we can't. <laughs> no, we can't well, like, I'll bring something up I didn't like. Besides, well, no, the, but it's uh, mainly just like we just praise yeah. it, but like it's like a harder to maintain. Like just saying, like yeah, it was fucking good. It was great. What do you? Well, like the fight scenes are awesome. Like huh? a thousand people, a thousand people, a thousand times smarter than me are like, yeah, this movie's one of the greatest of all time. I think I'm like. Not- <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, like so some things I I I I was head scratching myself because we get so the reason why I'm like I didn't like the placement of the 15 20 minute flashback scene and desert scene is that the very next scene it's uh Jen's wedding and then Lo shows up it's like you will be my wife and then he's like dude go to the mountain and I'm like is that the end of him like is that it like we're not going to see him anymore like what was the point of the 20 minute montage for her to go <laughs> deuces my dude I'm going to get married to the rich guy and it just like it was just a big head, head scratcher for me you know, mine also one... just run away like in the next yeah. scene too. Yeah, and you know, I thought I think I'm fair. I've 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 accounted for my stupidity while watching this movie, but I think like slightly less twists and turns in the story would have benefited it, and because it's like just to make a more like raw like hero structure movie, I think because it's kind of what they're doing a little bit. It, I think it, that in... that would have benefited. In a way, they, they try it, it. It tries to be, but it's more of the like the love, love. See, that's where I think you're mis- it's a tragedy. So like that's mm-hmm. why they put all that stuff in there is because they're trying to make those emotional connections to make the tragedy mm-hmm. like hit that much harder. Yeah, that's where Dude, they when, failed. When I uh, for for me when Chow Young Fat character dies, I honestly did not see that coming. I know I was like, like you're like what? Oh, she's gonna get back in time. It'll be fine, and he's just dead. Yeah, when he's like, "Hey, you gotta go get the uh, antidotes." Well, it's two hours. You know, you have two hours to live. Uh, you know, it's horseback, and it's probably two hours to get there, and it probably was two hours to get there. But it's just like when, like, he protects all, hits all the you know needles, and she's like, "Well, if you if I'm dying, you're coming with me." And it's like, "What do you mean?" It's like one needle. I'm like, "Oh, sh- oh shit! I didn't see that coming." That's a good part. I- such I an like old timey scene too. Like that's such an overused scene, but it still worked like perfectly. Oh, it was great. It. it worked for it worked for me because I, I did not. It's one of those things of I'm since I've never seen this movie, I know of the movie, I know the jokes of this movie, and then you know I know it's Chow Yun Fat, and I'm like, I honestly did not expect him to die. It kind of shows that like you can do a classic as long as you do it well, and it's still gonna work. It's kind of like why the love story aspect of it, while not strong and pretty like typical, like it's a pretty typical love story arc turn tragedy, but like it still did it fine. Like you put sweet action around it. It's kind of why every like everything everywhere all at once like is a very like emotional like familiar trauma type movie, but they put all the awesome fucking like world building around it to make it like that much better. That's kind of what this movie was. It was just a love story, but it had awesome fight sequences around it to make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like what else? Uh, oh, also the acting. Are... I just want to like, I know we're trying to go about what's bad. The acting in this was superb. I know Keith was a psycho and watched the dub. But like, I, you know what's fucked up about my psychoness? I still enjoyed the acting. Like I'm not. Just, it, <laughs> it kind of shows how well they acted. That yeah. In the for in, me to in, not in know the... the language and just be reading and still get all the correct emotions out of scenes was spectacular. In the lore, they bring up how they tried to precisely say the right word for the translation, but also make it for the dub that the words that they were saying is matching the lips to. 
the real version. So it yeah. makes it look as authentic <laughs> as possible. The the lips weren't bad. It was I mean it's a dub. It's just the <laughs> voice thing. Yeah, it's just the um Yeah, it's just like the physical acting in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense when it's an action movie like Kung Fu movie, like that's gonna be super important is your physical acting was just so fucking good in this. Like they just portrayed everything so well. Yeah. And even like uh, a young actress, like or God, I fucking used the term I hate with actress. <laughs> but the actor who played Zhang Zizi was so good in this. And like she's young in that movie and she's well, fucking spectacular. So I was telling Keith, like after this, it's for her, it's like rush hour too, because like this is like when she becomes a big star for a you know for a while for here in the states wise but like this is her breakout role in the states um as keith mentioned earlier this film was an adaptation of a fourth novel or in a five not no, a novel cycle um known in china as the crane or iron pentology um the novels are crane fighting kun lun Precious sword, garden harpin, swords force, pearls shine, shine, crouching tiger, hidden dragon, and iron knight, silver vase. Much of the story is not about Lei Mu Bao and uh, Yu Shun Lian, the Chao Yung Fat and Michelle Yao, uh, Michelle's uh, characters. They're in fact the secondary characters who are only become important later in the series. Um. When the comic book adaptation, the fourth book was in a pentalogically was slated, illustrated Andy Seto. We watched the film to inspiration that to how to to depict the fight scenes. So uh, we have all that stuff uh, for uh, bring it up now. Uh, it was nominated for 10 different categories for the Oscars in 2001. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapt Screenplay, Best Foreign Language Film, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, and Best Original Song. Want to take a guess, Rick? How many awards did it win? Um, I know of one because I know it won the Best Foreign Film. So I'm gonna guess three, uh, four. Damn it! So close. Uh, best foreign film, a uh, language film, best art direction, best cinematography, and best original score. That all makes sense. God, that's underrated because of like, you think about it just with the old timey feel. You don't think about the music. The music fucking slapped in this movie. Like the music really was so good, and it like added to the fight scenes with what they put in, and like the music specifically during the. Fight in the whatever the fighting room with uh, mm-hmm. Michelle Yao with the, the like the different weapons kept on switching weapons. That was awesome, dude. That fight like the, scene might have been my favorite. Oh yeah, I think that one wins by miles. But I, I just gotta give a shout out to that year of Oscars. I think Gladiator wins over this movie. Gladiator won Best Picture. <laughs> other movies, others, other movies that were nominated was Gladiator, Chocolate or Chocolate, uh, Aaron Brockovich, and Traffic. Damn, that's a pretty loaded list of movies. Uh, Angry yeah, was Gladiator won Best Picture. Yeah, Dude, the, the movie's better than Oscar. Cr- uh, movie's Oscar- better than we think it is. Russell Crowe <laughs> won Best Actor. Russell Crowe has an Oscar for Best Actor. This dude, Gladiator at the dude, time was dude's like, a movie star, <laughs> the biggest movie at the time. I guess um, I just always have like fucking like 
South Park Russell Crowe in my head. Oi, I'm Just Russell Crowe. <laughs> you are my tugboat. Yeah. Uh, Ang Lee was uh, nominated for Best Director, but lost to Steven Soderbergh, who was nominated for Traffic and Aaron Brockovich. Fuck that dude! What the dude, fuck? What a year! What a banger year of movies! Like Traffic came out. Um, what else? Tom Hanks was in Castaway. That was he was yeah. nominated for that. Castaway. Um, William yeah, Defoe, Shadow of the Vampire. Joaquin Phoenix was nominated for Gladiator. Benicio 102, Toro, uh, 102 Dalmatians got nominated for costume design. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Um, I got I, one thing I liked was the weapons, and I know we're going to rank them in, in, the, in, in the bits, but I liked the fact like some of the swords would like you would hit them and then they would like wiggle. Like they weren't just oh, the, the solid the steel, like. Swords, what was the name of the just, main sword? The main sword. What was the name of the that green, one? Green. Where is it? Um, like to me, where is it? It was like green. Let me just do the control F. <laughs> the green destiny sword. To me, it looked like it was like golem, like her precious. Like the sword well, was her precious because she kept. It looked like she kept going down that deep dark path of. Holding the sword made her more evil, and that like that's the way it looked. Well, that to me helped convince me that like magic's real in the world because like the way they would show the sword and the person holding it, like they'd always show the sword wobbling and like having some sort of like tension and friction, like when she was holding it. Like there was clearly like something going on with that sword. Like like it like there was a scene. It was really really just like a hundredth of a second shot where like. The sword was vibrating, and she reacted to the sword vibrating. That told me how like powerful the sword was. Well, I think it also gave her like, to her was it her ticket to freedom? Like it was mm-hmm. what was giving her her power to like live the life. Because like she talks about that like incessantly with Michelle Yao early on. Where, like <laughs> she wants to be free and live her own life, because and like she's get to live of... her life making her choices. Because she's Michelle jealous Yao's about like, Michelle Bitch, Yao. I don't have that life. Yeah. I wish I had that life, but I don't. Bitch, my fucking fiance died, and I want to bang his brother, but no, the world says I can't do that. Yeah, but like, like the fight scenes were awesome. Like the scene with uh, Zhang Zi and Michelle, and the scene with her getting all the weapons, and just seeing like how, like Michelle had the upper hand almost all the time until like there's like when until Zhang when Jan got angry and then like just destroyed the weapon she had in her hand, like in the other hand. I also, I mean, there's almost. You can almost say this movie is Marvel-esque at times with how it like kind of peppered in the comedy at times. But in that fight scene when she grabs the overtly large heavy thing Loved it. and can't yeah. swing it was so good. And well, I liked, I would, like I if, go ahead, Keith. If if it was if it were Marvel, she would have said something right there. I think. True. It would have been some shitty Chris Pratt. Yeah, but no, she just like all she did was like not be able to pick it up, and that was hilarious. <laughs> then she went like, yeah, like oh the God, golden. If Chris, if Chris Pratt did that scene, oh, I'm Chris Pratt. <laughs> and then like uh, she grabbed like the gold steel rod, and she was like, "That this destroys the green, the Dude, Destiny Sword." That until, was my again. She gets angry. Part of that fight se- sequence too, where she's just like fucking up the floor and like chairs. Oh, yeah. like that was like that was a cool fight scene, and then, like she gets pure like, the matrix two... too. You can see the matrix in that. <laughs> I want to say Jade's weapons, like the two axes, like the two, like hooks. They're almost like oh yeah, they're 
like the cabal weapons yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. mortal combat stack baby yeah <laughs> yeah coincidence i think not i forget Magic what those Thrill. are called those cabal. have a, those have a particular name but she grabbed the two like hooks and i was just like oh those are awesome and then dude and she like actually hooked them and was like swinging them at her that was yeah. badass yeah. But like God, this movie know, fucking rocks. I like, love every it. fight scene was different. There wasn't all the same. Like, you know, the very first fight scene with Jen and uh, uh, Michelle Yao's character is just like, OK, we're running up walls and parkouring like this invented parkouring in a way. Jokingly, dude, even uh, that early no, fight scene where it had the box and fighting that police officer and fucking the dumbass bow who just kept getting in the way dude. <laughs> Jade Fox just straight up murks that cop that, too. That, that was the cop badass. that gets the gets like the axe, the star blade in the yeah, freaking that forehead. Was that was good. But dude, again, that was like brutal. But again, Chow Young Fat dude just like coming in, just like all right, let's fight. Okay, I'll fight you with one finger and not break a sweat, and you'd be like, I could destroy you. They did the kung fu movie thing with like the five finger death punch shit. Like, that was oh, awesome. Yeah, where she py- paralyzed him. Yeah, that was yeah. so rad. That was so cool. And then he's like, hang on. But then like hot if, up, if you up if down left ever, <laughs> if you ever seen Hot Rod, they do the same thing, but it's a yeah. way to shit yourself. <laughs> There's a move, right? That you can shit yourself, right? It's like the brown note. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me I'll show you how. Um but yeah, like overall, like I like overall I enjoyed this movie. It's just like for me, it was just like that one scene of uh the flashback scene and then she's like why'd we do this why but oh no i I totally like i totally blame i just didn't remember the story at all i just remembered Mm -hmm. the badass fight scenes and the badass fight scenes held up and i'm like oh my god there's a tragedy in this story what the fuck Mm -hmm. yeah will they won't they we'll find out next week on friends (laughs) um god damn is is this where fucking chow young fats running through the airport yelling for michelle yeah. And then What's he's the gonna be all sad because she already got on the plane. Imagine but... all these characters at that fucking cafe. The perk. What's the perk? Some, uh, the name Central of the Perk. Yeah, Jack Central Perk. Come yeah. on, Jesus. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the composer for this movie, who won Best Original Score, only had two weeks to compose and record the musical score what for the this movie. Fuck? That's cool. That music was that good, and that dude did it in that time frame. Yeah. Well, also, you said it was like for the best cinematography fucking so yeah. deserved there was not a bad mm-hmm. shot in this movie the editing probably could have been a little tighter yeah. i probably needed a little less bow in this movie but otherwise like it was such a well shot movie uh just Beautiful. to let you know rick about composers um i know your favorite um uh burger king jingle right now you know who created that are you the fucking guy from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? No, no, Whopper, no. Whopper. No, you know who did? I saw it was someone famous. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, god damn it. You so you know Fuck what? Fuck you, paid, Hans Zimmer. You know you know what? What? How Burger King paid him with? Fucking Whoppers. Thirteen percent of the company. What the fuck? They, That's they a gave lot him, of percent of Burger King. They gave Hans Zimmer 13% of Burger King because of the Whopper jingle. This is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Then they're like, it, they're like, hey, that they, can't they, be. They, that has to no, be. No, it is. It is. They, it's they not asked like 1.3%. 13% is a no, huge 13%. amount of a fucking company. It's, I double checked. I double checked the article. 
but they're like the the own the you know the owner of Burger King's like yeah it was worth it because of this goddamn jingle. I mean yeah the memes paid off, but like how long does a meme live comparative to thirteen percent of your company? Well Bur- at this rate, Burger King's had something- a re- Burger King's had a revival and a death and a revival and a death. We'll see what happens. Well at this rate, however, the, all the memes are of the fact of like hey my football team just got slapped and we go to commercial and then whopper whopper triple you know it's like yeah I love you the guys want to you guys want to hear being a, pinned a, up against a, the wall with a tuba in their face just screaming yeah. whopper whopper. <laughs> You guys want to know a wild factoid about me? I've still never seen or heard that jingle. Uh, lucky man. <laughs> I've well, heard y'all Joe and I it, are but... going to bamboozle you every day forever now without. Yeah, I'm just going to send you the, I'll send you Whopper memes and then until you finally get it. Oh no, I've seen the meme. The memes are great. Yeah. <laughs> uh the the film holds a record for most Oscar nominations for a film foreign film uh, alongside Roma with 10. Um it shares the record for most Oscar wins by a horror film with um, Fanny and the Alexander. It was a 1982 movie and 2019's Parasite. Yeah, I was gonna say Parasite did a lot. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. They um, they uh, slapped a couple years ago with that. Um, anything else, Kate? Do you have any uh, any Ebert reviews there? I do. Oh god, it's on a different tab. It's on a different tab. Ah, the different tab. Anyways, like as expected, Roger Ebert quite liked it. Four. We haven't. I don't know if we've ever had a four out of four star. Uh, we have not. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the four star reviews. I think it's a. It's pretty cool when you hit a four. Shit, I had a good reading series. Oh god, where is it? Da 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 ba 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 ba. Whopper whopper. I'm gonna make. I've never heard the song. I'm gonna make it up. Whopper whopper. Sing it. Whopper whopper. whopper. You know what? As you do that, I'm just going to look it up on YouTube and I'm just going to send it to you and you can. uh... (laughs) That's fucked up, dude. Well, you're going to be one of us, so. That's fine. Okay, here we go. I I like this one. I think the first sentence is he's probably lying and making it up, but the rest of it's good. Ang Lee's Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon is the most exhilarating martial arts movie I have seen. It stirred even the hardened audience at 8.30 a.m. press screening at Cannes last May. There's a sequence near the beginning of the film involving a a chase over rooftops. And as the characters run up the sides of the walls and leap impossibly from one house to another, the critics applauded, something they rarely do during a film. I think they were relating to the sheer physical grace of the scene. It is done so lightly, quick, easily. So it's Roger Ebert's describing a scene where there's a bunch of like nerdy ass movie critics in a movie theater at eight thirty in the morning, and they're all hooping and hollering when they see the scene with them running on walls and jumping over roofs. And I think that that kind of says a lot. It's pretty like even these like snobs just in it for the art are like just hooping and hollering when they see a good action scene. Nice. Um. So. You said the uh, you were talking about how the budget for this movie might be a micro, you know, budget. What do you think the budget was would be? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. That's my guess. Okay. Uh, actually, actually, the budget, actually, the budget I'm for ready. this movie was only seventeen million. Ricky's off doing some work on 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 mute right now, but I think his guess was probably about. One about sixteen point 
I think was going to be his guess. Uh, 16, no, I, I think it was about 69 if I, yeah. if I you know, <laughs> to speak for him. And I feel like knowing him for so long, we're right. Yeah. Uh, the gross for this movie domestically, this got $128 million. Like I said Yikes. earlier, this is the first foreign film for uh, to ever cross over $100 million. Uh, internationally, this got $85 million, which is kind of surprising here. Um, but worldwide, this got $213 million. Damn. <laughs> so a bit more than 69, you're telling me. A bit. 16.9 yeah. is what you guessed. Yeah. <laughs> so so the fun part is this. I doing the box office research and stuff and be like, hey, when did this originally come out? When did, you know, all that. So this movie's first week came out on December 8th through the 10th of the two of 2000 when it I think it only opened up to I want to say like 17 theaters before we get too far down this road do, do y'all yeah. remember House of Flying Daggers when that came out a few years later so I remember at the time in my brain that felt like yeah, I was supposed to try to be the second lightning in a bottle it was not a sequel but it was supposed to be it was like a spiritual successor Mm-hmm. And I remember that that movie is also beautiful and has good effects. And like, I mean, it, I guess it's it's not this one, but yeah. So it's... this came out to 16 theaters the first week. And then until it hit week uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, week 12, then it's finally over a thousand theaters. At, so it's been out. So for the first week that it ever came out, December 8th to the 10th of 2000 coming in at number 15 with only $663,000 crouching tiger hidden dragon. Yeah, uh, which one are you going to pick <laughs> to read? Oh, the first week. Okay. I have both weeks up anyway, so I can, I'm, I'm uh, a team player on that end of, I have both weeks okay. of, uh, um, that uh number 14 for that uh hit their first week was a little nicky um uh, number 13 <laughs> yeah hold on was, little nicky's good that's all i'm yeah, saying uh, oh yeah i don't mind it uh number 13 <laughs> was billy elliott and when he turned the coke to pepsi by the way okay sorry <laughs> anyways yeah wow uh number 12 was the honor schwarzenegger's the sixth day i think it was schwarzenegger yep uh, number eleven was Men of Honor. Don't know that one. Um, I feel like it's a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie. It sounds right. It is. It's Cuba Damn, Gooding Jr. Good. and De Niro. Ooh, I think it's a submarine movie, water movie. Yeah, I saw that. when yeah. when Gooding Jr. gets like pair like legs taken out, so you become so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally remember that one. Uh, so let's do the top 10 here and I'll do the whole, you know, and it's fourth week with 2.5 million. Uh, and it's 10 and the number, coming in number 10 is bounce. It's a uh, Grant Paltrow, Ben Affleck movie. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's right. I've never seen it, but I know the know cover. The cover. <laughs> uh, number nine in its sixth week with 2.6 million Charlie's angels. Yep. It's all about the Chad. Uh, number eight and it's also tenth. a franchise it is there's three now uh <laughs> and number eight and it's 10th week with three million 
Uh, meet the parents. The first one. Yep. Uh, number eight. And it's, can you milk uh, me? No, so that was eight. Uh, you can basically milk anything with nipples. <laughs> uh, number seven in its fourth week with 3.9 million Rugrats in Paris. Uh, number six in its uh, third week with 6.2 million, 102 Dalmatians. <laughs> the Oscar nominated. Animated or the live action? Live action. Yeah. Uh, number five in its first week with 7.2 million is the original Dungeons and Dragons. I remember that movie. It's bad, I but I, I like it. Uh, number four in its third week with 7.5 million, Unbreakable. Oh, okay. Bruce, Bruce. Why did that take me so long to like Kimmy Schmidt jumped into my head the first time <laughs> you said unbreakable. I'm like, ah, uh, yes, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, Kimmy Schmidt. Also, uh, number- unbreakable franchise. I know. I've thought about doing that one. It's like a there's three for that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three in its first <laughs> week with 10 million is uh, Proof of Life, is a Meg Ryan Russell Crowe movie. Oh, wait. Speak of the devil. <laughs> oh, uh, number two in its first week, uh, coming in number two in its first week with 15 million vertical limit. Oh, shit. I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. Good old Chris O'Donnell days, baby. Uh, <laughs> nice. And then that means number one in its fourth week with 18 million. How the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, that makes sense. The Jim <laughs> Carrey one. I, yes. Yeah. That came out in 2000. Yep. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I like refuse. I'm very much a like originalist when it comes to how the Grinch stole Christmas and I just like refuse to get on board with any of these like re like new ones. Yeah. I <laughs> at, I saw at, at I, this point it's not new. I saw a mind boggling <laughs> fact of, which hurts my soul kind of <laughs> about Jim Carrey since he's right there. Do you, can you name three movies that came out in nineteen ninety four that starred Jim Carrey? Oh God. The, the mask Ace Ventura and Liar Liar or something. You got two <laughs> of the three. Dumb and so Dumber there. didn't come out then, did it? That came out. It's Dumb and Dumber. Wow, that was ninety four. Yeah. All ninety four. What a stud! Holy Dude, shit! He must have been fucking rich. In ninety four alone, he had there's like the three of his that, biggest movies. The mark that he left on history in like one year. That's amazing, right? right? <laughs> uh, so the rankings for this movie, IMDb gave this a seven point nine out of ten. Rotten Tomato, all critics gave it a ninety seven. Top critics a ninety eight. And audience was only an 86. Fuck you, audience. <laughs> so before we uh, glaze them, we're going to rank them. As for us, we're going to be ranking best uh, uh, weapon, fight, who's our main, and movie. Let's start with uh, what's your favorite weapon? Well, it's got to be the MacGuffin. It's like the main weapon. The Destiny the Sword? Ma- the MacGuffin? Yeah. The MacGuffin Sword. Yeah, I I like the iron rod. I mean, like I the, like the iron rod. The sword's awesome. <laughs> I really, yeah. But like, I love the. I guess it's not Just fair because it's the way Michelle Yao like worked it. I always put down uh, gold rod for number one. But I'll, Keith, okay, I'll put you, down your. Recovery. Do you guys remember the? Do you guys remember the the lead the lead pipe from The Simpsons? No, I blocked like a, a lot of Simpsons out of my brain. The lead. There was an episode where like the lead pipe wins MVP for the year for the town or something because Homer uses it to save the power plant. Yeah. <laughs> no, sadly, no. 
and what was your favorite fight? The Michelle Yao uh, Jen fight. Dave? Oh, yeah, the, the, the fight one's easy. It's the multi weapon one. Yeah. Sounds easy. Bamboo yeah, is good. That's Who probably is... my second is bamboo, but I kind of like the first one. The first uh, one is good. Yeah. Uh, who's your main? Oh, tell you I'm fat. Oh, see, I got Michelle Yao. She didn't get to have the fucking monk training week. We didn't talk about that. How <laughs> like the Jade Fox is like? I mean, she's not a good person, but also it sounds like fucking Chow Young Fat's like monk fighter thing is also pretty shitty because like <laughs> the master just slept with Jade Fox but wouldn't train her and shit so like kind of not a great place that's kind of the thing like why I think also Jen made her decision is because all masters have been kind of shitty in her eyes mm-hmm. so why she wasn't so like willing to jump at Chow Young Fat's offer um, I'm going with Chow Young Fat as well because I thought I, I well they were both awesome. I like they either one could be would be my main, but I just want Chow Young Fat because he was just straight up like I'll kill you with one finger. Uh, I'll get to I'll beat you with second base, baby. So, Shout out uh, to our good friend T Bird, <laughs> whose dad looks like Chow Young Fat apparently. So for movie, we we have one of two right now. So we uh we're we're find hey, out if here's my hot take. Second base, real quick. <laughs> Oh yeah, best second base. I like best that. second base. So far, if this there, movie's it, number one. If, if there is a second base in the second one, we will uh, we'll put in the rankings. Oh, that could have been a good major league one. Like, figure out how to do second base. Uh, before, uh, so let's um glaze some stars here, folks. <clears throat> if the sky opened up for me and the mountains disappeared. If the seas run dry, turn to dust, and the sun refused to rise, I would still find my way. By the light, I see your eyes. The world I know fades away, but you stay glazing me. <laughs> That's the loose... after credits song, by the way. No. Thank you for your service. tie in. <laughs> like... <laughs> So I would just say this now because I know we we do pre-glaze after. We didn't pre-glaze this because Keith made a drag your nuts joke and that threw me off guard. So we didn't pre-glaze. But I can't. But I can tell you, I I'm I would probably assume I would be going into this with a three. Just to let you know now, that was most likely would have been my my pre-glaze a three because I've never seen it. So that, that's went my that's that's my pre-glaze uh you know game of like. When if you're ranking the wrestling matches, I'll start at three and then go from <laughs> there. But Keith, what do you give this movie? All right, it was technically amazing. Audio visual was great. Story was beautiful. Good romance, tragedy. Good little little bit of hero shit thrown in there. I'm gonna do four and a quarter. I came into this at a four, but ta- this is one of the few times where I think we've talked a movie up in my eyes as we've gone. I'm going to go four and a half. Yeah, my main criticism is I like just like didn't have a ton of fun watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I'm going. I, we, 
that's my stroke there um i'm with rick and that it, i talked it up but i i'm gonna do a four just because like that 20 minute for me of the history and then the marriage parade and then nothing went you know i'm like what's going on with this guy that kind of killed me that killed like the rush for me see and i can't argue with you on that because that's the same reason i knocked an entire half star off of my glass onion review was because mm-hmm. of how bad i thought that type of scene was so mm-hmm. i can't disagree with your take on that so Still, uh, what does that's going to bring crouching tiger hidden dragon in at our highest rated movie of 2023 so far at a 4.3 like mm-hmm. not even close blade 2 is the next closest at a 3.8 <laughs> that's weird that's awesome <laughs> Um, I, don't, I only like two movies this year. It's Crash of Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Blade and Two. Blade two. <laughs> <laughs> you got yourself some weird takes, my dude. Um, <laughs> but I respect it. God damn it, I respect it. So, let's pre-glaze for next week's movie. As next week here, we'll be doing Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. It just can't be as good, right? It's a fucking Netflix movie. I'm going to say three and a quarter. I'm going in real, real negative. It's a net. It's not a movie. And also it's like, was it like 17 years later or something? They made it, it? came out in 2016. So um... yeah, 17 or 16, 17 years later. Yeah. So I'm going to go. Re- I'm going to go one and a half. But Michelle okay. Yao is in it. Oh, she's in it. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you this. Michelle Damn, Yao and that. Donnie and Donnie Yen are in this movie. Damn. So uh, I'm hey, going to go with low expectations. I'm going with low as well. So I'm doing a two. Yeah, hope. Let's see if Michelle Yao can save the movie. But um, from what I've researched so far, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> next week here on Fake Movie Experts, we will be doing... Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. They also uh, could have before... chosen a better fucking name for the goddamn movie. Jesus Christ, that's a mouthful. Yeah, they could have. Um, Quantum Rick, media. since we're on a Michelle <laughs> uh, Yao kick here, uh, didn't you say you wanted to switch up your uh, 2022 movies, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is now my top movie of 2022. Nice. That movie was fucking spectacular. That thing was riveting and goes to the top of my list want to throw, put that in the show for us uh but yes come here next week it's crouching tiger hidden dragon sort of destiny but you can go uh but you can go to no entertainment.com that's right where as keith would say you can drag in his uh drag is what keith um avatar 2 got it at no entertainment.com <laughs> that's right no so entertainment.com where you can find all the blogs all the podcasts everything that we do for you you can find us all on the social medias at NoSo Entertainment or NoSo ENT on the Facebook, Twitter, and then the Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keith, meet me at the top of the bamboo at midnight. You're going down. <laughs> <laughs>